And she said, Chris, I got 80 hours worth of work done in 40 and I'm not tired. Like this is crazy. I've been doing it wrong all these years. So it really is just a bad formula that we've all subscribed to. Today's episode is sponsored by WinTheHourWinTheDay.com, where we help you stop working so hard. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, if you would love to explode your profits and crush your demanding schedule, then you must check out our winner's circle. We have just added a whole bunch of free bonuses and people have been wowed by them. So you wanna check out our winner's circle. I guarantee you are going to be excited, engaged, and ready just to take on this next year. Welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day, and I am your host, Chris Ward, and today we have a very special guest in the house, and her name is Chris Ward. Okay, what's up, Chris? All right, I do this every once in a while, it's been really well received, is I take clippings from shows I've been on talking about what I'm most passionate about is that your business should support your life not consume it. This platform here, the podcast, I get to meet amazing guests and go on this wonderful journey uh, with all you wonderful people that just send me these amazing testimonials about how much like the show. And I so appreciate that. I read each and every one of them for sure. But now what I want to do is tap into some discussion that will allow you, you know, again, to have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it. So I don't think it's very dynamic just for me to rail on and talk here. So I'm taking clippings from other shows that I've been on and with a little intro to each. So if you want to know how to get three weeks worth of work done in one, then you are in the right place. Okay, so let's dive in. All right, the first clipping, is the premise to here or, or the preclude to this is Melanie is asking me about you know, so where do you start with your team? And I'm talking about how this, we've all been misinformed about this and it's done completely upside down. So let's take a listen and dive in. And then when they hire that person, what happens is they've created a new job because now you're busy, Melanie, you're running around trying to get all this done. You hire someone and now you're leaning over and you're having to check on their work. So it's like a parent, child, teacher, student type situation. And that's how the corporate world and everything we've known has been set up, right? You have a supervisor, they check on your work, you repeat the work, blah, blah, blah. Where I believe your team should manage you and it's a complete opposite. And that's how we work with our clients and stuff. So it's not that it's a magic bullet. It's you've been misinformed and sort of taught upside down and backwards in all capacities of your life. So, so I think it's better than a magic bullet. It's like, hey, 
I don't know why they're teaching you that because clearly it doesn't work. That's why you all left a job. So there is an easier way for sure. But do you have to be a certain type of business in order to, to, to do this? It, does it only work for services, let's say, or can any business apply this, this rule? That's an excellent question. Yes, any business can. If it's a business, we all think every one of us, I, I read a quote once where if you filled a business, uh, a football stadium full of business owners and asked them to raise their hand of which one thinks their business is different and unique. Like, you know, my business is different. Every one of us would raise our hand, right? So I hear that all the time. Oh, Chris, but you don't understand my business is different. And just last week, I, I have a new client in our winner's circle and she had come to me. She's only been with us a month. And so many of our clients tell us that within the first month of working with us, they get 25 hours back a week. And she said, Chris, oh my heavens, I was away on holidays and normally it would have taken me three weeks to catch up when I came back. Which by the way, I call snow banking because you don't actually take a vacation. You clump the work before and after like you're digging yourself out of a snow bank. And so there's this big bank on one side and the other versus, you know, the snow going away. And she said, Chris, I got 80 hours worth of work done in 40 and I'm not tired. Like, this is crazy. I've been doing it wrong all these years. So it really is just a bad formula that we've all subscribed to. Okay, now we're gonna dive into talking about tools. And this is something I get asked a lot, especially with all the options out there. You know, tech is just coming at us left, right, and center. We just have so many choices. And so I address the fact that, you know, people ask me this every day, but it's really not about the tools. And this is super important because no one talks about this and it's really powerful stuff. So let's take a listen. Who had the time to figure all that out, right? So when, I, when I'm showing my clients different tools, every time it's like, they're like, oh my gosh, you just changed my life in two minutes. And that's, it's not often the tool, but how you use the tool right? So there's little things like that. And that's also why we talk to about your team is, you know, we want your team. That's a fantastic question. So what I would argue is almost any tool, like, listen, here's the thing with tools, the best tools in the world used by the most successful people in the world, millionaires, they are usually free or next to free, right? <laughs> but, but what I would say is the most powerful tools in the world are free because they're globally used by everybody and they will make purchases or, or sell you in other ways. So it's not about if you work with us, then you have to buy all these things because if you had to do that, listen, all you're doing then is saying money can solve any problem. All right. And another thing I'm super passionate about is that being an entrepreneur is all about getting your ideas to execution. That's it. That's the bottom line. We all get buried with the, you know, administrative web and get caught up in all these details of pre and post work, but it's really about getting your ideas to execution. And as I often say to my clients in the window circle, it doesn't matter how great you are at what you do. If your competitors can get, you know, the lesser content out, you know, lesser services out than yours, but they can do it consistently and they get it to the market on a consistent basis before you. And that's what having, you know, systems and processes in play will do for them. Then they're the ones that are going to win the game. So let's take a listen as we talk a little bit about why, you know, I'll tell you a little story here about why being execution mode uh, works for you and how it benefited me. Like, here's a quick example because this is all about the 60% execution mode. 
I have a podcast, Win the Hour, Win the Day, and we just talk about general business stuff. It could be anything from sales to social media, whatever. And we were all excited. We were like, okay, we're getting close to 200 five-star reviews. Great. You can put something up on social media. That's what we're all supposed to do. Blah, blah, blah. And then someone on my team came to me and said, Chris, I found this website and look, we had 954 five-star reviews because we were only looking at one platform like Apple and we're like, I didn't know all these other places. There was places I didn't even know exist. So first of all, just so you know, I'm a very flawed human being. The first thing I thought was, oh, we're so close to a thousand. Why are we not there? <laughs> it's like I went from 200 to still, still not happy enough, right? But and it wasn't just us that didn't know this website because then I went into different communities online, LinkedIn, Facebook, and I said, hey, do you guys know about this? And then I was everybody's hero. And the reality was she brought that to me because of the way we're set up. She set up to have things to manage me. The bandwidth, her execution mode of 60% is there. The super toolkits support her being able to do things that normally would take 12 steps, get down to eight. We're always perfecting what we do and saying, we don't need to do this in this many steps. Here, here's another way. And so that's how we operate. I'm not steering the ship. They are the sales, the sail to the sort of the sail boat that allow me to go really fast, not having to look back at the map. So we definitely work with people like yourself, uh, Esther, that, you know, have a team, but can we get more mileage? Can they all you know, can you get that 80 hours worth a week into 40? And more importantly, them having fun with clear mindedness and leaving work fresh and starting refresh tomorrow. Now, this is something that I struggled with for years. I couldn't believe I had to unlearn this. It was just so amazing to me. So let's dive in as we really listen to the mindset of understanding that Ah, working hard is not the badge of honor you should be wearing at all. So let's take a listen. And that, that was hard for me in the beginning. And it's hard for a lot of my clients. There's a, there's, and I remember saying to my mom one day, who knew I'd have to learn not to work so hard? Like this is nuts. Right. But what happens is you are so used to that. And it's like a little addict. And I have to talk to my clients about that, where they'll say, well, you know, I got so much done today. And then at five o'clock, they still feel so good. So they think, well, I still feel so great. Why don't I stay a little extra hour? Well, and then so to that unravels. So we have to teach them more and more is like the job was never meant to be you work till you fall over because the human brain, your anything invented in the history of mankind came from times of relaxation or play when the brain is rested. And that's how you create and that's how you problem solve and do your best work. So this idea of running around multitasking, working really hard works against what you're supposed to be doing as an entrepreneur, which is creating. Now here we get the question of, okay, Chris, how do you manage a team? Where do you start with that? And I want you to really carefully listen to the words I use because this language is, you know, the premise of what people come to me with this language of managing a team is really the first stumbling block, stumbling block, and it's super powerful and it's very problematic. And so I really want you to hear this. Listen carefully. So I really don't, I mean, I do help them. I wouldn't use the word manager team. I help them lead their team so their team can lead them. My goal, and I assure you that I achieve this every day is to be the dumbest person in the room. Just recently, 
recently I we were diving much more effectively into keywords. So I was we were on this conference call with Sam Rush and we're really ma- be making our blogs more purposeful. Now, let me tell you this story. Moira, who is new with us, Moira has only been with us about six weeks. She started right before Christmas. Why she started was Kazel, who works with us and lives in the Philippines, she suddenly, with COVID and all that's going on, got approved to go to school in Canada when two weeks notice. So now all of a sudden, now to be fair, we were kind of looking at Kazel's job saying she's really grown a lot and maybe she needs a junior helper with, with more repetitive tasks because Kazel's really become a, a creator. And so we were looking at that anyhow, but it all happened really quickly. So we had to hire someone for our team. We hired Mora. This was like two, three weeks before Christmas. At this same time, I was called in and asked as a favor to replace somebody in a speaking gig that had pulled out. It was a four-hour presentation. And they wanted something very specific. So I had to edit my existing presentation. I looked at my calendar. I moved things around. I really had two days to start from scratch with the slides and everything. Now, no a four-hour presentation, if you can do the math, even if I went through it twice, that's eight hours. So I didn't have much time. So it's right before Christmas. Kazel's moving to Canada. We hire Mora. Kazel has her trained in up to 80% capacity in two weeks. I never met Kazel Mora once because I was busy because we have these super toolkits. Cut to now this week, Mora is on a call with me on SEMrush because we're going to start learning much more effectively how to use keywords in our blogs. I'm sitting in this call. I said to Mora last week, you're going to be on this call with me, do some research online with YouTube, figure that what enough to know to ask some basic questions. I kid you not, I'm sitting in this call. Have you ever been as a child where you're sitting in a room, like a room full of adults and you know that they're having an adult conversation you shouldn't interrupt? And this is what I look like. I have it on video, right? And this isn't because I'm so dumb and she's so smart. It's because we have these super toolkits in play that expedites everything. So what I would tell you is it, it really does more than me managing them. It accelerates them so that they surpass me in their area and they just try to keep me up with it. Chris, I know all the stuff about SEMrush. All you need to know is here's the 10 words I, and here's why I think you should use them, but you don't have to worry about the, the engine under the hood. You just have to know how to turn the car on. Having said that, coming back to your question, Melanie, I really don't think any entrepreneur needs to be told or encouraged to have goals. Most of them have more ideas than they can implement. And in fact, they've learned to push them down. If I was having a strategy call with you, gifting you a free strategy call, and we talked a little bit about that, one of the things I would say to you is, I want you to start, open your phone, and every time you think of something where you said, oh, you know, I always wanted to do that, but I knew I couldn't even think of that right now because I got this thing, you know, whatever. You have all these dreams and little things you wanted to have impact on your audience and your work, and you've been suppressing them because you just know how frustrating and painful it is that you can't get to them. So I've, I, I get annoyed when I see these things online about motivation. No entrepreneur needs to be motivated. They just can't get out of their own way and they're exhausted. I don't know if you heard me on this show say this, but I say this a lot and people always get a chuckle out of it. I talk about being a sufferpreneur and uh, you'll hear more about what that is in my answer here. And I'm going to share a story with you. Uh, actually, I've it was somebody that was on this podcast. So it was way back in the beginning. So you may have heard it, but it's something that really resonated with me. And I think all of us, it really could have an impactful imprint on how we see the future of our business. And because it's, oh, it's just telling. So take a listen. Well, then you become what I call a sufferpreneur. It's not a business. You're self-employed and you're a sufferpreneur. 
So I had somebody on my show and his father was a very sought after carpenter. He made tables that were worth thousands of dollars and people were on a waiting list for like six months. And when he retired, he, you know, he had, he had no super toolkits in play. He wasn't able to transfer anything and he just closed the barn door and then he's selling things like a used hammer. That's it. So all those years and the reputation and the finances he brought into the household were just done when he retired. And that's what happens. It's not even, what about retirement? You think that will never happen to me. I'm never going to age. What if you slip on the ice and hurt your arm or anything, right? Life has interruptions. And so you really, unless the business can generate work and income without you, it's really not a business. You have paid a lot of money to be self-employed. And frankly, you probably would have been better off with the job because you would have less overhead. Now here we talk about hiring. Okay, where do we start with hiring? And you know what? I hear from people all the time, well, I hired someone and it didn't quite work out. And so let me dive into why that is something that, you know what, without the right strategy, huh, well, don't get me started. Let's listen in. So why, what I mean about that, Gavin, is somebody thinks, okay, here's something I hear a lot from clients that come with us. They'll think, oh, I, I went out and I hired someone, which by the way, it's not rocket science, but I've been doing this for like 12 plus years now. There is a whole process to hire training, onboarding. And when you're in our winner's circle, we do the first one for you and then we train you how to do it. But people just think, oh, I'll just go out and get somebody. And that, that's, that's a whole skill and talent in itself. So then you get somebody, let's say you just got lucky. Then they have like, okay, well, I think that worked out and then it worked out for a while then it stopped working out. So then I go hire somebody. I think, oh, I didn't pay them enough. So I'll pay them more. And you're sort of chasing the wrong thing. Cause what happens is a lot of people say, well, Chris, I know I'm out of control. I'm running around. I need some help. But I thought he or she would bring that. I thought they would take care of that, but they can't parent up. They can't create a system for you, right? They can't, they can't come in and say, Gavin, Gavin, we have told you four times in the last three weeks that you're not recording the passwords where they need to be. Don't make me speak to you again, Gavin, right? They, they can't have those systems in play. So they bring in this person that they think is going to create these systems or, or they do have somebody that's fabulous. And I call it the Ethel syndrome, like the doctor in the fifties where his secretary knew where everything was and kind of, you know, got him through the day, like the work wife. I've had messages from people like, you know, I've got a text screen capture. She said, Chris, I've been literally up all night crying because she had this VA and she thought it was great. And then the VA just quit. She said, I don't need, I, like my business is, is done. Well, that's what I call Ethel syndrome, which leans us in then to what I call the super toolkits. But getting a VA by itself, adding more people to chaos just doesn't solve chaos. So understanding what that VA is going to do and putting it into a bigger system like the super toolkits and understanding that the VA and it's, it's, it's an important, it's kind of like having a hammer, Gavin, you can give a carpenter a hammer, but giving me a hammer doesn't make me a carpenter. So it's not that VAs are the problem. It's the fact that then they're, they're not slotted into an effective system. Correct. Yeah. Or even if you had a somewhat effective system, how are you recruiting that VA? You know, do you have any talent or experience in that? Or so many people will say, oh, I want the VA to do this. And then I want them to do social media. Well, let's even just take social media. Do you want them to deal with front end, back end, posting, graphics? What do you want? So all of a sudden they just have this big, you know, potluck lunch of this, everything, let's throw everything in this pot and think the VA can deal with all these things. And it doesn't usually work. And they'll say, oh, but when they started, they were so good. Yeah, because you gave them three or four things and now you stretch their capabilities into 
seven different skill sets and you think, well, this only takes three hours, and that takes four hours, great. But they're in completely different spectrums. And I'm not suggesting you have 10 people, but you have to be mindful of the position you're building. Now, in this next snippet, it's really interesting to me. I thought he asked me a really great question. Okay, now you've hired somebody, what next? And that is something that most people don't even ask me. They're just like, okay, I hired somebody, I'm gonna throw a whole bunch of work at them. Go, go, go here, you know? And I just started delegating, which by the way, I don't like that word. It's a lateral move. It does not serve you. Then I went to, you know, then I did go to the VA, but we leaned heavily into what we call super toolkits. So super toolkits, people sometimes ask, are they like SOP, standard operating procedures? So standard operating procedures are written not by the end user. They're usually written to cover liability and they're static in nature. So the super toolkits, what happens with those is they're breathing documents that I've created. And what happens is anything you could do, say in 12 steps, you could, you're always improving them and, and they go from 12 steps down to eight. And it's not about being, uh, people confused as, oh, I want my business to have freedom and creativity and I don't want something restricting me. This takes anything you do at all, more than once and it makes that systematized so then you can move on and create the next thing so that I can get stuff done in an incre incredible amount of time without having to remember or having all the file drawers open in my brain and using up decision fatigue or attention residue that wears down the human brain. And that way, when I go to do something 11 o'clock, my brain is still fully charged like a battery versus everybody else has like all these apps open on their phone and then it burns down their battery. So with the VA, we started creating what I designed and grew from super toolkits. And that's kind of how that part started to unfold. And just to give a little bit more sort of uh, context around that, the toolkits for different processes in your business. You might have one for uh, social media marketing, lead generation, um, onboarding of a customer or a client, uh, finance, raising an invoice, collecting an invoice, just as a few potential areas. I have a super toolkit for absolutely everything. And what that means is that I don't have to remember because the human brain, if you give them seven things, they will remember four and those four will rotate. And what it means too, is that we can turn on a dime. Anytime we come up with a new idea or a new thing, then we can just turn on a dime because we just add it to the super toolkit. So I will never make the same mistake twice. So this has been a blast for me <laughs> interviewing myself. So uh, keep the uh, reviews coming and uh, all that stuff. The testimonials, I read every single one of them. If you want to reach out to me, check us out at Win the Hour, Win the Day. We've got this amazing winner circle that we've just newly launched and I guarantee you will love it. The results that people are getting, they just, they say all the time, it's absolutely life-changing. So it's great fun for me to take someone who is, just, you know, been doing this quite a while and really good at what they do, but still working so many hours more than they expected to by this point and just tired and then fall back in love with their business and, and start work refreshed and leave fresh. So it's, oh boy, I just love doing it. And I'm really passionate about creating a movement where, you know what, your business supports your life instead of consuming it. So reach out to me on LinkedIn, check out when they are, when the day I'm also on TikTok, but you guys, you know where I am and uh, we'll see you in the next episode.